This is Steel City Business, the Sheffield Business Podcast. Hello, I'm James, and this is Steel City Business, brought to you by the team at Rebel Base Media, highlighting the great stuff happening within the business community here in Sheffield. Now, Kylie Tan is on a mission to get Sheffield doing business with Southeast Asia. And what with Brexit, it might just be the opening your business is looking for. Hi, my name is Kylie Tan, and I'm the founder and director at Mosaic International. Tell me about Mosaic International. Uh, Mosaic International is a business that's been set up primarily to help businesses enter markets from the UK into Southeast Asia and from Southeast Asian businesses entering in the UK, into the UK. Um, very obvious question. Where, where does the name Mosaic International come from? I get the international bit. Uh, why Mosaic? Yeah, the, when, when I started thinking about names, uh, it, was, it was important to sort of find a name that was indicative and also giving people a picture in their minds when they thought about the name of the business. And the, the one the, the one that I really liked was Mosaic because uh, I, I really like looking at mosaics because of the amount of time that the person who makes the mosaic has to take to put all the pieces together. But the beauty of the mosaic is not just in the small little pieces, but in the wider picture. So there's beauty when you look at it up close and personal. You can see the little pieces coming together. But when you take two steps back and you suddenly find a larger picture, and that's what mosaic is all about, because it's more of a collaborative uh, uh, business which will work together with the clients in order to achieve something that is far bigger than what you could achieve by yourself. So what, what kind of business would you class yourself as? Is, is, is it kind of like a consultancy sort of thing or, or is it more um, sort of an agency approach? How, how would you describe it? I, I think it's mainly a, a consulting uh, business. We are a professional consulting business and what we do is we go in and help the clients um, to some extent start off their journey into internationalizing their business, uh, especially if it comes to the Southeast Asian region or the UK, for example. Uh, but there are times when we are asked to take a bit more on in terms of acting as agents for those clients. And in those cases, we do as well. So um, uh, you talk about the um, South Asian market being kind of what you particularly um, focus on. What's the reason for that? Is is it a little bit of an untapped resource, do you feel? I Yes, I believe it is. And I'm also playing to my strengths. I am actually originally from Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Malaysia is right smack bang in the middle of Southeast Asia. Uh, and if you think about all the countries that surround the South China Sea, uh, that's essentially Southeast Asia. So you've got Indonesia, you've got the Philippines, you've got Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Sing- uh, Singapore and Malaysia. And those are really the economies that are really growing really, really quickly uh, in that part of the world. And, you know, depending on what you read and where you get it from, most of the uh, economic indicators seem to suggest that that's going to be the engine of growth economically in in the next decade or so to come. Uh, And that probably is driven by the fact that they're so close to China. Uh, But I think also in their own right, they can stand up in their own right, because even in the 90s, they were already growing at a phenomenal rate. So um, at at the moment, kind of how... Is there much business taking place between Sheffield and Southeast Asia? Is is it something that's kind of there, or, or, or are you kind of starting with a little bit of a blank page here? I, I there there is uh, let's 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 there there is business, but I don't think there's enough of it. And I think that the the reason is that um, a lot of uh, our, our businesses here either 
are not considering it or they are so heavily reliant upon relationships that they already have and they're already comfortable with. Um, and, and unfortunately, due to Brexit, people have had to re-examine those relationships, especially if their counterparts are based in the EU. Uh, and, and that's still yet to come because um, whilst Brexit is, is, is supposed to be done by the 31st of January, it's not going to be done for a long time yet, I think. And and this is an interesting thing, and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk a lot more kind of about um, the implications of uh, Brexit, and I guess the position that that you're in in terms of talking about a market that, in a lot of ways, is kind of immune to it; it's not really affected by it. But but, but we'll come back onto that. I'm quite interested for now just to kind of find out a bit more about about you. Then, so what's mm-hmm. what's kind of been what's your story? What's your kind of journey that arrives you at this point? Right, where do you want to start? I suppose. <laughs> Uh, um, okay, so I grew up in a um, in in a place called Penang in Malaysia, uh, and Penang is actually quite well known in Southeast Asia as a holiday destination, uh, and it's also known for its street food. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you, if you're from Southeast Asia, you would probably holiday in Penang at some point in your life when you were young, okay. um, and uh, I grew up there. And and basically, I came here to study law. I came to uh, Newcastle actually, went to Newcastle to, to study law. And after doing law and then uh, and and doing the bar where in, over here in England, uh, I went back to Malaysia to to work as a lawyer, and then moved across in two thousand. Uh, came back here in two thousand and two. Uh, uh, and and the reason for that is because my wife is is a Brit, right? Uh, so I've settled here since two thousand and two. I've been practicing as a lawyer, uh, in 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 various firms, from really really small ones to to fairly medium sized ones. Um, and in two thousand and fifteen, I decided I was going to do something different. Um, so I resigned as a partner of a law firm in Sheffield, and decided that I would start my business. Uh, which is now what you see in front of you, which is Mosaic. Um, and the reason for that really was that I, I just wanted to do something where I could use the experience that I had, um, you know, having grown up in, in, in that culture in, in Malaysia and the experience I had as a lawyer in that country uh, to be able to bridge that commercial gap between businesses here and businesses over there. It, it's quite... Um I mean, I guess going from being a lawyer to doing anything else is going to seem like quite a, a sort of a, <laughs> a big change in um, direction. Uh, what what was it that kind of was the moment where you thought, "Yeah, this is this is the direction that this is the change that I need to make." I think I think the the, the problem about being a lawyer is that you're constantly trying to solve problems, uh, and usually you are asked to solve problems bef- uh, after the damage has been done. Uh, and and I felt that um, you know if if I could get uh, to the problem sooner, uh, I'll be able to prevent some of these problems from ever occurring. Um, so you know, the, armed with that fact, when, whenever I help a client now at Mosaic, it's it's sort of you know I'm I'm right there with them right at the start of that relationship with that particular person overseas. So I'm able to manage that relationship fairly quickly, understand what they you know, what they actually want, because sometimes it's not just about dollars and cents, it's not just about the money, it's about what else do they want from the relationship, trying to figure that as quickly as possible and making sure that that's being dealt with properly. Um, And once you deal with that, the legals sort of get a lot easier to deal with. Um, And and I suppose that's that's, that's one reason why I, I decided, you know, 
being a lawyer is great. Yeah, the pay is great. But but at the end of the day, you know, I'm still dealing with problems. I don't want to be dealing with problems. I want to be helping them avoid problems. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I've left. That's a really great way of, of, of kind of um, summarizing that. That makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Um, how um, we, we talked a little bit earlier on about uh, Brexit. Now, we, we were talking mm. last week um, over, uh, over lunch. We talked a, a bit about kind of Brexit and about what, what you're doing being quite interesting because um, at the moment there's a lot of talk about businesses and their future relationship with other EU countries. Mm-hmm. And off the back of that, possible trade deals with the US and possible connections between companies in the UK and the US. And, and what you're kind of doing here is a market that's not really coming into those conversations mm. but as things progress with brexit and you know the, the the relationship between the uk and the eu in the in the future becomes clearer what what you're doing kind of becomes more relevant to businesses because it's a market that's kind of there in the background going hello we're, we're here we're, we're here mm. now and we'll still be here in 12 months 24 months however further down the down mm. the the line so um yeah just i mean tell me a little bit more really about then kind of what what you're kind of talking to companies in sheffield about at the moment about mm. the market that you sort of represent mm. well here's the thing that you know people what people think that Southeast Asia is some exotic faraway land uh, that is in, inaccessible um, the reality is that uh, there are people over there who want to do business with people over here in the UK uh, and it's not as exotic as you think I mean Obviously, when 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 someone says Southeast Asia, I and mean, when you think of the word Thailand, Malaysia, Singapore, it conjures up images of pagodas, white sandy beaches, and all that sort of stuff. And and to your listeners now, they're probably thinking about that: the heat, the warmth, the the beach. But there is a lot of commercial activity going on there, and this is uh, demonstrated in 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 the fact that there's so much investment going into that part of the world. Uh, and that that investment has been happening since the seventies, the nineteen seventies. You know, more than fifty years ago now. Uh, and these investments have come in from 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 American companies. Um, you know, one of the largest uh, manufacturers in 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 where I come from in in Penang, uh, one of the largest manufacturers and employer, in fact, is is Intel. Yes, the guys who make chips for computers. Uh, and they, ha- they have a, a huge, ginormous factory over there building semiconductors. Now, that has been moved away now because uh, the, wage, uh, the wage bill for them is a bit too high now. They've moved it into China, uh, sorry, into Indonesia. But what they've done is they've left the research and development in Malaysia. And it's a testament to, to, to how the economy has built itself because it's, it started off as a low-wage economy and now it's going up into the knowledge-based economy where you know uh, American firms like Intel are using them for R&D. Um, and so here's, the, the, and as a result, of that there's, there's, there's a lot of sort of uh, an ecosystem of, of SMEs that have been built around that that have got capabilities of building stuff that just like Sheffield companies are able to do. Uh, and and if if we look up and and turn around and say, well, where else can we source this? That's a particular location that we can look at. The other thing as well about uh, you know a place like Singapore and Malaysia is that because of the 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 heydays of the British Empire, uh, uh, you know the, the 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 British Empire has left behind some parts of English law in those countries, so they understand the importance of right. working properly. Uh, and 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 entering into contracts uh, with with companies, mm-hmm. 
something which may not be as obvious with other countries in Southeast Asia. That's really interesting. Um, I'm going to make a, a prediction here. Tell me if I'm 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 wrong. So I'm I'm, I'm kind of having a guess here that I imagine that you have a lot of conversations with people and kind of talk about the stuff that we've talked about. And at the end of it, they go, "That's lovely. That's great." But it's probably it's it's not for me. It's not my my business is not right for doing business with uh, Southeast Asia. That's that's not that's not my thing. But it's it's great what you're doing, but but not for me. Um, does 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 that tend to happen a bit? Yeah, I think that tends to happen a lot. So um, how do you get over that that hurdle? And I guess I'm probably asking for a couple of examples of people that you've worked with in Sheffield that, um, you know, the kind of company that they are on, on the on the face of it, you would probably not expect to be the kind of company that you can find a way that they can do business with with, with a different part of the world. I think it's 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 just being imaginative. And and how I get around this is by saying to them, look, if if uh, there is one particular company um, in Sheffield that, that already has a presence in, in that part of the world, and I point to them and I say, look, they're there. And they're a highly respectable company, uh, and I think they're a, a public listed company as well. And I point to them and I said, "Look, they're there, and they've got to be there because there is a financial and commercial reason that they're there." Uh, and so the question for you is, why aren't you there? You know, why aren't you doing business there? And the answer isn't going to be well because we don't have a need to do it. But the question is because you haven't even looked yet. So if you start looking, you'll find that there are avenues and opportunities there which you never even dreamed about. And so here's the thing. If you look, there is a possibility that you will find something, whereas if you don't, the possibility of finding something is nil. So you got to look. Yeah, great way, of, uh, great way of summing it up. Um, I ask every guest that we get on the podcast to do this, and, and some people have liked it, some people have hated it. But I'm going to ask you for uh, three words that you feel... Um, uh, would sum up Mosaic International. Three words. <laughs> three three words. So it could be like the shortest sentence in the world, or three entirely separate words. Well, I always I always say we're collaborative, um, and 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 we're uh, and we're open. And I think uh, one thing I always say is that I don't have a monopoly on good ideas. So I I work on a basis that um, good ideas can come from anywhere. So if, if, if you can think outside the box and if you're able to provide me with stuff that I've never even thought about, I'll be most grateful. Um, and, and so I don't go into a, to a business to say, look at me, I have all the answers, come to me. Uh, that's not going to work. Uh, I, I say to them, look, I may have some of the answers. I will not have all of them. Uh, and what I need to do is I need to work with you to find those answers sometimes. Uh, and if a company is willing to do that with me, we often find the answers together. I like that. So collaborative. Yeah. Good one. Um, what are your other two? <laughs> oh, no, you're pushing me. Uh, um, you don't get away with that easily, uh, unfortunately. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I suppose we are, we are um, easy to work with. Is, that's, that's three words, isn't it? Uh, but, you know, we, we, we don't tend to... Uh, we don't tend to be very formal in, in our approach. So we're informal. Uh, we are approachable. Um, so I suppose approachable is a good word. Approachable is a good word. Yeah. Uh, and and if, if you know, sometimes they, I get questions from clients and I say to them, look, this is actually not me. Uh, and I would then redirect them to someone who can help them. Um, and I suppose the, the final one would probably be, uh, I suppose, legal, in the sense that I have that legal background. Mm -hmm. uh, and so... You know, I, I, I like to do things properly. 
<laughs> strangely, uh, uh, and and uh, because of that, it's 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 I'm always quite uh, careful to protect my clients whenever I'm dealing with anyone. So if if there needs to be some kind of confidentiality agreement in place, uh, I will make sure that that's done even before the first conversation takes place. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that's probably worth quite a lot for, for, for companies who are maybe about to enter a market that they've got no experience mm. of knowing they're doing it with someone that, that there's not going to be anything that's forgotten. There's not going to be any little hiccups mm. along along the way because there's this bit that needed sorting and it's not being done because, you know, your background right across from, from it being a part of the world that you know so well to mm. the legal side of things, you've, you've got it all covered. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. if, you can, if, if you imagine employing a lawyer just to do that, that will cost them uh, yeah, quite a lot of money. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, right, so what have been your biggest successes uh, with Mosaic International? Um, we're, we're currently working on, uh, well, there's two actually. Um, we're, we're helping a, a, um, a startup based in Singapore. Uh, and, and what we're doing is, is we're helping them prepare themselves for investment. Uh, and 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 the, the way we're doing it is by ensuring that they are structured properly. Uh, and so this is this is the, the this is the business consulting bit that, that we do as well. Um, and and ensure that uh, when the investor comes in and has a proper look at the business, that it's going to look really really nice, really really neat. Uh, and so they don't have any excuses to say, well, we're not particularly happy about this particular bit, you know. So that's that's one of the things that that we're doing. That's still being done, but it's actually been been going on for the last nearly year and a half. Wow! Yeah, and and it's now becoming an ongoing project. But but the beauty about this is that we are actually talking to some of the biggest investors in the region. Uh, uh, some of them are, are named in in the press and and stuff like that. So we are actually having conversations with them, uh, and they've had a look at us already, and 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 they seem to like what they see. So that's a big tick. That's good. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's one, and the other one is 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 where we're working with a UK based business, uh, and we're putting in place a um, distribution network for them to sell properties, uh, UK based properties in uh, Southeast Asia. So uh, we've already appointed two particular agents in place, uh, and we're looking to probably appoint more in the future. Brilliant. Um, flip side of that. Coin, then what what have been the, the the big challenges over the years and, and how have you overcome those uh, I think the biggest challenge for me is is the fact that um, this is now my business and and I've got to to do the work and and I, I've it's it's just me myself and I yeah. uh, I make the tea I do the accounts I do everything <laughs> uh, but the and and I suppose for me is as there's always a, a, a you know, when is the next project going to come from? And, and that's always a concern. Um, but, you know, what, what, what I have been, uh, been very, very blessed with and fortunate with is the fact that, uh, you know, I never go too long without something else dropping on my lap uh, coming to me. And, and that's really been, been through recommendations and word of mouth coming through. Um, so, yeah, I've been, I've been worried. Yes, there's, there's a bit of challenge there in, in relation to when, what the next project is going to be. But um, there are also that there's 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 also a good story behind that because I've I've never had to worry too long. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, a question that I always like to ask on these episodes, and and there's a slight sort of slant on this when when I ask you really, which is, um, I mean, the question really is is you know what do you think of the Sheffield business scene right now? But I kind of feel that you've probably got a slightly unique 
um, slant on this because of the fact that you know you're you're approaching and talking to businesses about um, something that they've maybe not had anyone ever asked them about or talked to them mm. about before. So, um, I mean, what do you think of the business scene in Sheffield right now and how open do you find the business scene in Sheffield to the kind of ideas that you're putting forward? Yeah, I think um, generally the business scene is uh, interesting uh, and and I think that the, the, the startups in this business, uh, sorry, the startups in, 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 in this area are, are great. Yep. They have some really, really great ideas. Um, as we... As regards businesses that are, 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 are have been here for, for quite some time, I think it's it's more difficult with them. It's it's like trying to turn a super tanker sometimes. I, yeah. I say, because uh, they're so used to what they're doing, uh, and 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 they just don't see it. They just don't want to take that risk. Now, the the, the problem with this is that we are. However, you played us, we are in a more interconnected uh, world than we have ever been before. Uh, you're not competing against uh, another company based in a town next door to you. You're competing with another company based in another country halfway around the world from you. Yeah. Um, and, and we need to start realising that. Uh, UK businesses obviously have got a very good cash with that because they, they you know, we are British businesses. Therefore, you know, we do quality stuff, and that's that's all, that's a given. You go anywhere in the world. Oh, right, you're a British business. Oh, great, we want to do business with you because we know your quality. That's a given. But the problem is, I think you need to be out there to do that business, uh, and especially in the Far East, it you know, it's it's not a quick tick in the box and therefore you're in, we'll give you a contract. It takes sometimes weeks, if not months of work to get them to put the first order through with you. Mm. So you have to be in for the long haul. You know, it's 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 a marathon, not a sprint, unfortunately. That's really interesting that the kind of, uh, I guess there are a lot of companies that maybe rely on that sort of reputation side of being a, a British company and, mm. and, and that, you know, just having that that quality is just, that that's not enough anymore. You, you need more than that. Mm. Yeah, you, 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 you need to be able to compete on, on all areas because, I mean, China has, 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 has really been the reason for that because they, they've been able to be fast uh, and their quality is continually being, uh, being improved upon. Uh, and so the, 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 the difficulty for, for British businesses now is how do you compete in a, a worldwide economy where you have Chinese businesses who can turn around far quicker and who are actually making, you know, quality stuff now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's the challenge. So we, we need to be there to be able to, to bang the drums and say, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're in the frame as well. Because if not, you're not going to be in the frame at all. So what, what, what you do is, is quite unique in itself. So how do you go about marketing and promoting yourself and, and Mosaic and, and what you offer to people in Sheffield? Yeah, I mean, for the for the for the past three or four years, I've actually been been quite bad at doing this. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> I have to admit, hands up and everything, uh, and and I've just basically worked on the on on the basis of referrals and 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 word of mouth and friends and contacts. Um, but in the last few months, I've I've taken a more proactive uh, uh, 
you know stance on this and and i've i've brought on someone to to help me with the marketing so uh he's helping me with 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 blogs and 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 uh social media and you know i i just feel that i i need to go out there and see a, a, a lot more people rather than just being sort of called on when I, when needed uh so to speak so a bit more active in in terms of of marketing um the other thing as well that's that does does has been quite good has been uh the unlimited magazine as well in Sheffield mm-hmm. so uh yeah getting in there as as has been a great help as well because people tend to notice who's in there so uh, already i've i've had three or four people mention to me that i'm in this latest edition of of unlimited you know so yeah that's great that's great dan and his team are, uh, are brilliant there aren't they yeah yeah, yeah um okay so um so uh, thinking probably kind of generally your your journey from going from you know such a kind of high profile job as as being a, a lawyer to, to ultimately branching out and, and and going for it by yourself um if there's anyone out there that's in a similar situation you know they're in a job that they've been in for maybe a long time and they're thinking right i want to do what this guy's done not necessarily specifically what you've you've done but make that that leap and that jump and kind of go it uh, alone mm. what advice would you give to someone who's at that that place that you were at that crossroads that you got to and, and pick the direction that you were going to go in wow <laughs> um i think um i think the the first thing is is to remember that the the people in and around Sheffield are great uh with startups um and if 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 you ask for help people tend to come and help uh, and that's the beauty about working in a place like Sheffield where you know you 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 have a lot of people around you and 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 whenever you need any help you just pick up the phone and you can speak to someone and they might not be able to help you immediately but they could put you on to someone else who can uh so that's 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 a, r- a real great help but in terms of advice to 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 people well i suppose it's difficult uh being an entrepreneur it's very difficult because it's you know you you're putting everything at risk to some extent you're putting your pay packet and everything at risk so that you can pursue this particular dream that you have and i think to have a supportive family environment is really really good so find that supportive environment whether it's in family or friends uh, or mentors you need to have that environment so that's the best advice i can give someone if if you can find that comfort environment that that a support environment then you know that even if you do uh, if you make mistakes or whatever you can turn around to them and they'll they'll never judge you they'll just accept you the way you are you know so we we know from um the 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 conversation that we've we've had already to this point that it it's an interesting few months and probably years ahead in terms of Brexit and the UK's mm. relationship with the EU also how that plays with the the US for you and for um Mosaic International what are your hopes for the next few months and and years well for us it's it's uh i think it it should be uh well i should tell you uh in the run up to the elections last year the uh the, the main question you 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 have when you meet anyone from from southeast asia is what's happening with brexit yeah you know that's the first question before anything else it's what's happening with brexit now after the general election that's no longer the the than the first question the first the first question that they ask you now is well okay so brexit is going to get done now what happens next mm-hmm. uh and i think that's that's uh that's true of 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 everything that we 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 are currently having to deal with now so come to the, the 31st of january we're technically out 
of, of the European Union. Um, but we will continue to subscribe to all the rules of the EU uh, until at least December of 2020. Yeah, 31st of December 2020. Uh, and it's from the 1st of January 2021 that we actually, re- you know, take away all the EU rules that govern us. But even then, um, I think the the UK Parliament will 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 keep those rules for the time being, uh, and will slowly then start to tinker with them in the future. Right. So what we what what we've been saying to Southeast Asian businesses is that actually there's very little change. You don't have to worry too much. If you're going to invest solely in the UK, uh, then there's no change and you don't have to worry. But if you're looking at entering the UK into uh, as 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 a, as a bit of a, a starting point to enter the EU, it might you might want to th- rethink your strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in relation to UK businesses, what we say to them is, why do you have to worry? You're trading with the Far East. You're trading with countries, uh, most of which don't do not have any free trade agreements with the EU. So the same tariffs would apply anyway, uh, except possibly Singapore that's got a, a free trade agreement with the EU. Right. Um, so, so there is no concern. Just trade as you are. Uh, so that that's what we've been saying to people. I mean, it's it's concerning, obviously, because if it impacts upon companies here, and the Sheffield economy is very supply chain based, it will impact upon the Sheffield economy. So it's concerning. It's um, yeah. I mean, uncertain times ahead it should be interesting times ahead for for mm. business and obviously interesting times for for you and what what you do and it'll be um you know fascinating to catch up a few months down the line and kind of see how things are are unfolding for you and and, and mosaic international and and how things go but um, yeah, sure. thank you very much for your time today really appreciate it and um yeah here's to um a great 12 months for for, for sheffield doing business uh, with um, southeast asia indeed excellent thank you Find us at steelcitybusiness.com and subscribe to get our new episodes first. Audio marketing works. Talk to the Rebel Base Media team about creating a custom, cost-effective podcast for your business at rebelbasemedia.io.